Hey guys, welcome back to the Girls Like You podcast. I'm Grace. I'm Megan. And we have a fun episode for you guys today. We're going to have a special guest, but first we're going to do a little catch up about what's been going on in our lives. Um, it's been a hot minute. I don't really know what's been going on um, in Megan's life. Yeah, because you haven't seen me in a week. Yes. Over a week. Because Sorry, over a week. I had COVID. Boo. The, the vid. <laughs> I had the vid. I was home alone by myself having the vid, and it was terrible. The COVID sucked still, even having the vaccine and booster and having it a second time. So 10 out of 10, don't recommend. Um, so yeah, I haven't seen Megan in a hot minute. And yeah, my mom's here now for the week and I have a baby shower that I'm going to this weekend. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. I'm going to the Poconos this weekend. I cannot wait. That'll be fun. So I was at clinical today. I have a funny story actually. Okay. I was at clinical today and I have this like jaw pain. I don't even know. Actually, I'm not even going to say it's jaw pain because it could be my ear. And I was like, I really need to, like, it's really hurt because it was hurting last night and it was hurting this morning. Mm-hmm. And now it's been hurting like for like over 24 hours now. And I'm like, okay, this is getting worse and worse and worse. And I went to the doctor and they were like, oh, well, you could have this or you could have this because I have TMJ. Mm-hmm. But they also said it could possibly be like an inner nerve pain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But then I ha- went to get a facial. And the lady after the facial was like, do you realize you have a floating gland on the left? And I was like, what the hell is a floating gland? Oh my God. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have my friend scan it. Cause you know, perks of being an ultrasound mm-hmm. tech. Also like a double edged sword though, because today at clinical, I was telling the girls mm-hmm. uh, all the texts about it. And they were like, oh, just scan yourself. It might be a lymph node. And I was like, you have a lymph node like on your jaw area. And they're like, yeah, sometimes like they're like, you usually don't see them. But if like you were having an ear infection or something in your ear, you might see the lymph node because it's enlarged. And Didn't I was you like, used to get ear infections all the time as a kid? Yeah, so I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I go and scan. Sure enough, there's a freaking lymph node right there. Wow. I could see it, and I measured it, and it's only like a centimeter. And then like I wiped the gel off, and I went back in there, and I was like, oh, there's a lymph node. And um, one of the girls was like, asked the other tech, do you usually see lymph nodes when you scan that area? And she was like, no, not usually. And then the other tech was like, well, maybe you have like an inner ear infection and it's causing the lymph node to be enlarged. Like, and that's why mm-hmm. it, it hurts. And I'm like, Oh my God. So now I have to call the ENT. Yeah. I feel like I you can't, should be like, I, feel like I can't just scan myself like that and find that even though it's nothing bad, but right. still like I, I found that and I'm like, I should probably call my doctor. That's the why, that's why it's a double edged sword. You can scan yourself, mm-hmm. but if you find something, you really need to call your doctor. So yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, well, God bless best wishes i know it hurts so bad but like i'm just like confused because i didn't even first of all i didn't know you could have lymph nodes there second of all yeah who knew it was really hard to scan myself because i was like looking at the screen while also trying to scan myself mm-hmm. and like the probe is so long that like i don't know if i was in the right area of the bump because it's like i can put my finger on it but then when i go to put the ultrasound probe on it, it mm-hmm. i don't know i think i lost it in translation but wow there's definitely a lymph node there cool I mean, not cool, but I mean, glad <laughs> that cool. you found it, but I got my nails done. Oh yeah. We both got our nails done. Me and my friend Kaylee had a, or our friend Kaylee had a day on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I went shopping. We went shopping. We got our nails done. We got Panera. <laughs> we literally did. We went to Target. That was I on got, National Boyfriend's Day. Yeah, it which was. Which we don't have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I got the, like the Skims dupe robe from Target. What? Like it's cream and it's like. And it's that fuzzy. Yeah. <gasps> it's like the thin fuzzy one. Oh and it goes like God. down to your ankles is it nice yeah i love it it was only like 37 dollars, and i was like i'm getting it and uh, i've been like eyeing it for like months because i was like i want this for the fall like i started looking back mm-hmm. at it in like july i was like but i don't need it for the summer mm-hmm. and i bought it wow and i also bought another pair of matching pj sets that are I, black long sleeve mm-hmm. and they were only 13 dollars on clearance satin? no they were oh. like cotton but they're really soft from target yeah or no from tj maxx for oh. like 13 dollars. great gonna be great self-tanning pjs because oh, they're long yeah. black pajamas mm-hmm. yeah i also did a little abercrombie haul so online funny. what i just when you were like i need your opinion oh yeah cotton so. satin or <laughs> or uh flannel flannel and i go i love to sleep in satin so if you if you prefer cotton then that's fine but like if you don't have any satin i would get that you go i think i'm gonna go with the cotton and, and then just laughing because that's <laughs> and then i fell asleep and i woke up the next morning and i was laughing because i was like she asked for my opinion and i told her and then it. she goes I think I'm going to do the cotton. Yeah, but then, guys, I ended up taking her suggestion, and I did get 
satin. So I got a little satin uh, pajama set from Abercrombie. I got a little jacket, a going out shirt, and a Bill sweatshirt. Oh, fun. Because yeah. somebody might be going to a Bill's game. Really? Uh-huh. Because of somebody. Oh. Uh-huh. Does he have passes or tickets? Um, His friend does. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a little hint. Um, In case you picked up on that, I had a first hinge date like well, three weeks ago that I mentioned in our episode. I've now had a second date and there's third date plans. So it's pretty successful. We're pretty Gucci over here. So Megan, yeah. Megan's going to stay quiet about something. <laughs> Megan's going to stay quiet for a little bit. Okay. But um, I think... Not about Grace's situation. No. About my own situation. She did meet him. What were your thoughts? He's chill. Okay, cool. He had a chill vibe. So cute, right? Yeah. He, what? I'm not going to... Wait, what? <laughs> he is though, right? He's cute. Good. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. We're going to call our guest down and we then can, we'll chat. Yeah. All right. BRB, kids. Okay, you guys. So we have another guest for season three. I know we had one at the end of season two. So this is very exciting for us. And this is an in-person guest. Yes. The last guest in was person. virtual. So much better quality um, this time. If you saw our Instagram post, which people need to participate a little bit better in the yeah, future. Yeah, guys. Step it up. Um, we posted a submission box that said, questions you're too afraid to ask your mom so that should be a hint so our guest is grace introducing my mother sharon Woo! I, wish say, we had, like, I wish we had a thing oh a little button like the clapping and stuff and booze yeah yeah say hi mom hello everyone good voice good job yes good projection okay are you nervous a little bit but i'm also very honored to be your first in-person guest Slay. Oh, yes. You're going to slay it. And uh, let's see, I'm still working, not retired. I am do work remotely, and I've been in the same field for almost 35, well, a little over 35 years now. So um, been, I guess, enjoying that part of my career. Hobbies? Uh, I like wine. Yes, <laughs> we love that. I like to garden. Yeah, that's a good hobby. And I do like to bake, although my baking daughters are not with me. And so I have a tendency not to bake as often, which might be good for the waistline and my age. (laughs) Okay, good answers. We love that Sharon lives in, well, maybe Grace is sad because her mom's not around, but I like that Sharon and John live in Florida because it's fun to go visit. No, that is a perk. It's such a perk. It is. I already have plans in the works to go down again. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like a yearly thing at this point. We're bringing Kaylee. Yes. And I'm looking forward to that. Too. So exciting. Gardening. Um, how did you get into gardening? Because I think that would be such a fun hobby. I love it. To get into. Like, do you like, I can't remember. You guys have lemons, don't you down there? We have a lemon tree, lemon. Uh, a lime tree, and an orange tree, all dwarf. And mm. we put them in the ground and we have fruit on all three of them. How I got into gardening, it, I was a homeowner um, by myself. I was a single woman when I bought my house. Slay. Out of necessity. I, I learned how to mow lawn and take care of my garden. And then I realized as I got older that gardening was very peaceful for me and very satisfying to pull up weeds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make things look neat. Did you hear Slay. that, ladies? You don't need no man. Yeah. <laughs> mow your own damn lawn. Mow your own damn lawn and put together your own couch. And pick your own damn weeds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick your own weeds and snow blow your own driveway. Okay. Questions? Yeah. So we're going right. to get into the questions. So we have people submit and we also have some of our own questions questions that you're too scared to ask your mother so sharon's gonna give us some great motherly advice hopefully for people out there that maybe aren't close with their mom or they don't have a mom anymore or just questions that they are too scared to ask their mother or just want to hear sharon talk because they feel like she's a mother to them yes which is some listeners yes agreed okay my first question were you scared to give birth absolutely not no really i was excited okay and it's because my mother gave me advice before I went into labor. She she was telling me all the way through my pregnancy. She said, don't worry about the labor. The labor pains are only temporary. And no matter how hard it gets or how much pain you think you can't bear, mm-hmm. the reward is going to be in your arms at the end. And it is going to be so worth it. And so I, I wasn't scared. I was tired, obviously. And yes, there were... The, things I didn't know that were going to happen, even though you take the, the childbirth class yeah. and all that stuff, they, they try to prepare you for everything. But I knew, because my mother had told me, the reward is going to be in the end. 
AKA me. <laughs> AKA Grace. Yeah, it's like there's a reward at the end. I've heard a lot of um, mothers say that like you you just forget kind of everything, all that pain and stuff when you're holding your baby at the end. Like it's like that was only temporary and now you have a child for the rest of your life. The other thing my mother said was you will forget all that pain. Otherwise, you only have one. Correct. So you're going to forget everything you went through to have more. So a lot of women, you know, they can attest to that too. You forget that temporary pain because the reward is so great. And that's why you end up having multiple children. Correct. I've also Clearly, that's why grandma had five kids. Boy. Yeah, my grandma had five too. <laughs> I also heard that you're so uncomfortable at the end of your third trimester that you will do just about anything to get that baby out of you. Is, is that, that true? Is that accurate? Well, let me tell you, the year that you all were born, it was an extremely hot summer. Mm, yes, I didn't know that. it was a little unbearable because we didn't have air conditioning. We did have a pool at that point and the, the, the water was very cold. So I would like chunky dunk or whatever they call it <laughs> skinny yeah you know, not skinny dip but chunky dunk because you know, <laughs> it was so so huge you know i'd get into the pool up to <laughs> up to my like over the belly just to cool off mm-hmm. um so yeah you do get awfully uncomfortable at the end um but by i think by and large pregnancy for me wasn't that big of a deal mm-hmm. yeah there was that you know, queasiness the first trimester yeah the swelling, the discomfort in the last trimester. But yeah, I felt great. And um, yeah, it was 30 hours of labor, though. I will put that in there for you, Grace. 30 hours. My mom um, was in labor for like over 24 hours, too. It was not not good. I also want to point out that Megan and I had the same midwife. Yeah, and we were also were born in a the month same ex- hospital. Exactly a month apart in the same hospital. That's why we have the matching tattoos. Yeah, fun fact. Okay. Next question. Let's see. Uh, do you have anything else to add? No. Okay. About childbirth. <laughs> All right. We're not even. I think at- that's a good one though, because some people don't have like the motherly advice, like when they're going through. That. Well, I've never heard you say that piece of advice that grandma gave you, so that's nice to know. Because I'm very terrified to give birth. Me I'm too. not planning to give birth. I just want to put put that out there. <laughs> I'm not planning to be pregnant or give birth anytime soon, but it's good to know. Okay. Question two. Do you have any advice for listeners who struggle having a relationship with their mother, their stepmom, or their mother-in-law? Any of those. Or you could give advice for all three. One, two. (laughs) Her face. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should explain that you're also a stepmom. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, I I am a a mom and a stepmom. And I have a mother-in-law. And... I think the most natural relationship was with my mother, of course. And everybody goes through it with their parents. As they're growing up, you might have a a brat stage or a spoiled, whatever the stage is, Mm -hmm. where you may not be getting along with your mother. But most of your listeners, I think, are young women at this point. You're young adults or you are adults. Um, Realize that your mom was there at one point. Your mom has gone through probably a lot of what you've gone through. I know times are different now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of social media. There's a lot of uh, knowing instantaneous information, knowing what's going on all over the world. Um, but basically, your your mom went through what you've been through uh, as far as a developmental stage. My recommendation is if there's a block, I think... Uh, sometimes people get hung up with not knowing how to talk to their mom. And Grace alluded to baking. And for, for me, as a mom and a stepmom, that did an awful lot. I just want to say that we were baking when she approached me with the birds and the bees conversation. That's a perfect way to do it. <laughs> it was so awkward. But anyway, moving on. It's a conversation that needs to be had, no, though. her and my sister... Uh, harassed I don't even know what's the word they attacked me they attacked me during baking time and talked to me about the birds and the bees anyway moving on I don't even recall that conversation specifically with you but must have traumatized you but anyway (laughs) it's the communication so if you can open up a, a channel of communication whether it's over a puzzle a game uh baking time whatever it is I I was thinking about the analogy of a clog in a drain. If you can clear the pathway for communication with your mom, your stepmom, 
the the mother-in-law, whoever it is that you know, you're trying to build a relationship with and build trust and open communication. Most mothers I know and stepmoms for that matter, because they love your father. Uh, most moms or stepmoms want to have a relationship. They want to have a good relationship. They want to communicate. They want to know they're invested in your future. They're invested in what's going on in your life. And we want what's best for you. And we may have opinions on what's best for you. And if you don't tell us that that our opinions are wrong, don't matter, you know, what you think of our opinions may, we may not agree on everything, but open the line of communication. You are an adult, your mom's an adult, and hopefully there's not a charged atmosphere to this conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that, you know, people understand that most uh, moms would be honored to have an open conversation about anything, birds, bees, (laughs) grace rolls her eyes, Um, you know, marital trouble, uh, childbirth, female trouble, guy trouble, Mm -hmm. you know, just about any topic that you all talk about on Girls, girls like you podcast yeah nice work any other comments for that question yeah i probably have another comment about the mother-in-law situation i've had two um so i my first marriage was short-lived but i had a wonderful mother-in-law the first time she was an angel she was great she's a very uh traditional old-fashioned lady um clearly the matriarch of the family everybody respected her she raised um uh, several boys and a, and a girl. My current mother-in-law, we have gone through stages. And as I look back on it, and I was telling Grace yesterday about this, when I think about how my, my relationship with my current mother-in-law has gone, I've been through her perimenopause stage, her menopause and her post-menopause stage. <laughs> and now that I have been there, oh my gosh. I can see where there's going to be an ebbs and flows to the relationship with your mother-in-law. And particularly when you bring in grandchildren to the world, um, or if there's any difficulties with your spouse, they may or may not defend their spouse or at their spouse, their offspring. Oh, they're, yeah, their so offspring. Your, right, your, your, <laughs> they're right. married to their child. Right, right. <laughs> their their offspring, spouse, yes. yeah, my, yeah, your own spouse or, or their offspring, that's correct. So be patient if you need distance, if you need boundaries, oh my goodness, those are a good thing to have. <laughs> I agree, probably, I mean, I can't imagine, like even when like, you're dating someone, like with their mom, like, having boundaries. Oh, absolutely, boundaries are healthy slay that's why i have such good boundaries because my mother thinks boundaries are good okay well i was gonna make a comment i like what you said about how like the older you get hopefully if you're you should realize that like your mom went through the same things that you did like me and my mom used to butt heads a lot when i was younger especially like in the middle school high school age like about bathroom time like the who has the mirror who has the mirror longer to get their makeup done and like we still occasionally will butt heads about that but when I was going through that, like, you know, hormonal teenager stage, like, I was not close to my parents at all, let alone my mother. Like, and I was, like, scared to tell my parents stuff. And I look back and I'm, it makes me laugh because I'm so close to my parents. And I'm yeah. so open with them. Like, the second I'm, like, dating, dating someone, I'm, like, talking to them about, like, that. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. tell my parents a lot of stuff, which not everyone's like that with their parents, but I'm very open about yep. stuff like that. And my mom went through the same stuff that I did probably when I was, when she was my age. So like me and my mom have gotten closer over the years, which I think is special. So if you're having a problem, like problem communicating with your mom, maybe just give it time mm-hmm. until you get past that. Like, or if you're a mom, like a young mom listening even, and like, or any mom listening and you're having problem like communicating with your daughter is like, just give it time because everyone gets through that hormonal stage and everyone, it, it'll pass. <laughs> so that's this very true. This shall pass. Next question Megan's asking. Okay. Why do moms care or worry so much? I think I already touched a little bit on this and and we want what's best mm-hmm. for you. We we want to know that you're okay. We want to know you're healthy. We you're making the right uh not right choices. Good choices. 
Um, and sorry, why did you change from right choices to good choices? That's interesting. I think it's 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 judgmental of me to say the right choice. Why? Because her version of the right choice for you might not be the right choice for you. You're such a good mom. Oh, love it. Okay, continue on. That was a good answer. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. So we worry. Uh, and even though there's 1,100 miles between Grace and I, I can tell by the tone of her voice at times. And it'll make me worry. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and think something's not right. Or the text message or the emojis or, or whatever it is. Now you're probably going to be fixated on that. But um, we worry because we're not laying eyes on you. We can't see your, well, whether you're in our presence or not, we worry about, you know, are you happy? Are you in a relationship that is making you happy and fulfilled? Are you succeeding at work? Are you worried about paying bills? Are you um, being a strong, confident woman? Are you are you um, developing into a strong, confident, competent woman who can stand on her own two feet and can be independent? Um, I, I you know when I envisioned Grace's life when she came into this world. I wanted her to be uh, empathetic and and kind. That is one of my most compliments about how so empathetic and compassionate I am. Good work. Good good job. Good work. <laughs> well, follow up to that. I don't. I also don't want you to be a doormat or a martyr. So I want you to have empathy with boundaries, so mm-hmm. that you are not being taken advantage of. Okay. Next question. This is my question that I had for my mother. Do you still love daddy? How long have you been married? And there's a follow-up question. So you can give a little background on your relationship with dad for the viewers because we're going into our dating section of questions. Okay. Do uh, Of course, I love daddy <laughs> still. Good. Okay. Answer the second part of the question. How long have we been together? We have been married for 26 years and change now. Good. Okay. Give a little background on the relationship because then I have the follow-up question. Or do you want to hear the follow-up question first? I'll give you the follow-up question. The follow-up question, let me know if this doesn't make sense. What's your favorite season of life you and dad have been through together? Somebody just asked me not too long ago what my favorite decade was. If I actually thought about the favorite decade. I think dad was in, in my presence when I was asked that. And I said, I'd take from 35 to 45. Oh, really? Dang. I was hoping it was now. You guys seem like you're having the best time of your life, but okay. Well, that, I mean, I think we're still settling into Florida and trying to figure out how to travel to see the kids and see family and take care of Nani and pop and all that type of thing. The 35 to 45, he asked me why, why then? And I said, well, it was about, it was about a project together. We had bought the vineyard. We built a barn. We learned how to farm. It's not glamorous. It's not, it's not luxurious. It it was just a project that we worked on together and we cleared land together. We maintained grapevines. We learned a lot about the wine industry and the grape growing industry. We built a barn. We built a second barn. And that's when all your kids grew up in that in that era. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The kids were at a stage where we could see that they were going to launch successfully, that they were happy, you know, as it, that time of life, the young adult time for the kids, um, you can see the trajectory basically of their life. And you know that you, you can step back and maybe not relax completely, but you're not at constant worry. You're not, okay, did they eat breakfast before they went to high school? Did they, you know, did they put gas in the car? Are they going to get home before there's curfew or whatever? So that 35 to 45 age for us, I think for me right now, uh, until we settle into Florida a little bit more is my favorite. I would like to make a comment. I think I, maybe I was talking to you about this about um 
our parent uh, we oh we were talking about how we have such good parents and couples that are like our parents age in our life that are still so in love mm-hmm. and i was i think i said to you about how i feel like i see my parents so in love like the most i've ever seen at this in my life at this point in my life that's how i feel about my parents too but i also think maybe that's because like we're older older, and Mm -hmm. you can you you're more you under observing of it and maybe you understand what being in love is like yes at this age so and to that point i had um like a professional colleague of of ours before we moved to florida uh, I had a business appointment with him and he said, yeah, I saw you and your husband walking down the street holding hands. And he goes, you know, you don't see many people holding hands these days. And daddy and I still hold hands no matter where we go. And no, it's not to hold each other up. It actually is because we <laughs> like to hold hands. But I remember seeing my parents hold hands well into their 70s. That's really cute. It's all about the small things. And it's, it's, I've heard the biggest piece of advice I've heard on like other podcasts, like people in general, just tell me like, you have to keep dating. Mm -hmm. You have to keep dating the person for it to stay like fresh and alive and young. Uh, Daddy bought uh, tickets for a concert for us for the beginning of November. We're going to go see land sharks, which is a Jimmy Buffett uh, tribute band. So we have a date night planned. Yeah. Rip Jimmy Buffett. We're big pair of heads over. Well, the Baratini family has, I don't (laughs) know about Megan, but my parents love Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Rip. Anyway, um, you didn't say how you and dad met. That's what I was trying to get at. Tell the background of your and dad's relationship, but they met at work. Yep. We went at work, as a lot of couples do. And the and, rest was history. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'd like to point out that my mother thought my father was so annoying. <laughs> that is correct. When I first met, well, when I first met him, I met him as a professional colleague years before we were dating. So, um, at different departments, different backgrounds. He's a city man, you know, he's from New York City originally. So, uh, and I was born and raised in the country up here in central New York. So, we had a lot of differences. And I was going through divorce. He was eventually divorced. And then finally, we got together as a couple. And then uh, shortly after that, he left that company. So, we, maintained a relationship and eventually got married so and then the rest is history from annoying to in love so hey they say sometimes it's like the people you least expect like yeah you would be with mm-hmm. okay megan has okay. the next question i don't feel comfortable saying that word in front of your mother oh i said it to her in the car oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> i guess i have to say it because that's like the terminology what was dating like before fuckboys and social media? <laughs> now, do you know you know what a fuckboy is, right? No. Okay. Well, like, I'll explain a fuckboy. Like or, a, yeah, you explain it. Not like a pimp. A fuckboy is like a, like a, a ladies' just, man, like a ladies' man, and he gets all the girls, and like they sleep around, and they don't want commitment, and they don't call you back, and they just kind of leave emotion, you high and dry. And they're, they're emotionally rude. unavailable. They only contact you at night. They only want to hang out with you at night because you know what happens at night. A douchebag. <laughs> a douchebag. Yes, yes, that's they the only want to get in your pants. Oh yeah. And they're talking to multiple women. Okay. And well, social media too. So what was dating like before all that? We didn't know it as fast back then. I was then. gonna say <laughs> for one thing, people probably have been like people probably have done that in the past oh, too. For it just sure. wasn't on. It wasn't blasted. It was only through word of mouth. Yep, that's that instant information. There wasn't texting. You know, there's no texting. There's no not that. You know, dating back when I first started dating, it was the landline telephone, a rotary dial telephone, and it, as I grew up in a traditional family, it was you waited for the the boy to call, and you did not ever ever call the boys house you, you just didn't do that well we had <laughs> we had multiple phones in our house and so i would go upstairs and ring his number and get him to call me back that's how i would do it and which was against what my parents wishes were of course but oh anyway it, it, dating was all done by telephone i'll pick you up at six thirty, and you know come to the door to get you not just pull in and beep We've talked about it before. Like, I wish I could go back, like, in your eyes, like, mm-hmm. my parents' generation, your generation, and, like, date back date. then. Because it just seems so wholesome. Like, someone, like, you waiting for the boy to call. And also just kind of 
shows that like you should let the boy chase you because that's a good yeah, example of it be the boy should be calling you you should be pursued you know I, before we go to the next question i saw this thing on tiktok from that uh like jesus faith influencer yeah. jesus influencer jesus influencer. that i follow about and there's like a whole script like a whole message in scripture in the bible about how a man should pursue a woman and you should not like just you should be pursued. You do not. You should not have to chase, chase. someone. Yeah, yes. exactly. Someone will come for you. Oh but, yes. Yes. So learn from my mistakes and don't be sneaking away to call the guy because you're pursuing him or trying to get him to call. Yeah. My my mother did not really want me to get married to to my first husband, and I wish I had. I really do, in retrospect, wish I had listened to what she was you know, wanting to say, but I was interested in getting him to pursue me or, you know, being pursued and having something, some place to go, some excitement. Um, again, I was raised in the country. It took us at least 15 minutes to get anywhere. Movie theater, mm-hmm. ice cream, <laughs> ice cream, fair. county fair. Well, actually we had field days back then. It wasn't no county fair, but yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I, these days, instead of ringing and doing whatever you did, it's posting on your story in hopes that they'll slide over. That's like the thing these days. Yeah. Okay. Next question. How do you know when a boy likes you? The click of the pen is going to be in the back of this episode. It's aesthetic. <laughs> I, let's follow on from what we were just talking about. If a boy really likes you, he will pursue you. He'll call you. He'll call you. He will be respectful. He will not be in it just to, um, however you want to call it, yep. get in your pants. Yep. Um, he'll bring you soup when you're sick. He'll make sure that you're okay. If you're, you know, he may not come to the door if you have COVID, but, you know, he'll come and drop something off. What do you need? Do you need medication? Do you need, like, like Meg has done for yes. Grace. I was Grace's recently. substitute boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he'll want to get to know your family. He'll want to know about you. He'll talk to you mm-hmm. and chat about what's important to you. What are your goals? What are your uh, What are your dreams? What are your disappointments? Maybe, um, you know, just just learning about you mm-hmm. and a desire and a, the desire to keep learning about you will tell you that he's very interested in you and i think it says a lot about a guy if they talk highly and respectfully of you when you're not around yes and i like just like you said Sharon i i like nowadays people say you'll know if a guy likes you like you'll just know like you won't have to question that yeah like you, you shouldn't question like it. if you're wondering if you're asking yourself like oh do they really like me like i can't tell then they have, he probably doesn't like you as much then as it's you not think. for you sister mm-hmm. well here's here's another thing though maybe some of your listeners have never had a really good relationship mm-hmm. and they think that a boy really likes me because he wants to have sex all the time mm, that's yeah that's true. or a boy really likes me because he buys me gifts mm-hmm. well when you really come across somebody who's going to love you, mm-hmm. it's not about the material aspects. It's not about the physical aspects of things. It's a connection emotionally. And that's a quality relationship. Yeah. Preach. Great Snap. answer. Snaps for that. Do you want me to do that one or this one? Um, well, do you have any general dating advice or have you, th- you think you covered it? If you could give Megan and I a piece of advice right now and for the dating world what would you say first thing know yourself know who you are know realistically what you think you want in the future know what the red flags are you guys talked about red flags on this podcast Mm -hmm. so know what the red flags are and i think probably the third thing keep your eyes open because that new relationship feeling that honeymoon phase they call it rose colored glasses love is blind right all of those things um 
can blind you to the red flags, can blind you to it's not the right fit, can blind you to your own, um, you're settling, you know, I, I can let that priority go. If he doesn't want kids, uh, you know, I, I can deal with that because I love him so much. If he, if he doesn't want to uh, travel and that's really important to me, oh, I can live with that. Mm, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Stay true to who you are. Watch for those red flags. That's my advice. I really like that advice. Smart. I also really like the true to yourself because if you're true to yourself before you get into a relationship or before you start talking to someone, you're not going to let things slide because you've already been comfortable by yourself. You're comfortable mm-hmm. doing your th- own thing. So someone really needs to add something Value. to your life and you'll yep. be able to pick out the red flags a lot sooner because I've learned over my year of being single so far that like, and I've gone on a couple dates, I can like, I have a gut feeling and I know when something's off because I'm true to myself and I when I'm not acting like myself when I'm with someone, like when they don't bring out the best version of me, I'm like, mm, it's a red flag. So I like that advice. True to yourself. Yep. Always stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead and ask that one. Okay, this is this is a completely innocent question, so don't take it the wrong way. But do you ever think about boys from your past? Like, do you ever think about like, oh, I remember when I dated that one guy when I was this this old. <laughs> do I, do I ever think about my first husband or any of the relationships in between? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I, and I don't. And like I said, in an innocent way, in like an not innocent like, way. Oh, do I, be do with I them. think? Do I wonder? Hey. Um, heard my first husband's wife has breast cancer cancer wonder how he's handling that mm-hmm. oh i heard they had kids wonder how he is as a dad mm-hmm. um other relationships i have had i've thought about them but i have to honestly say when i think about them i'm highly critical of myself because i look back and I think to myself, my God, I was not true to myself. Okay, that ties my, in the last question. My goodness, I did not see that red flag. I was, what was I thinking? I was snowed over by the flowers and the and the kind talk and everything else. And really, all he wanted was a piece of ass on the side. Mm. So, yeah, those. That's what I. When I think back to the relationships I've had, I think. I, I, I'm highly critical of myself and I wish I had known myself better. Mm-hmm. Well, now you do. You had to go through it to know, so. Because I, I just, I, I look back and I think about like my, every once in a while I'll be like, oh, I remember I dated this person in high school mm-hmm. and we did all these things together and I was 16 and I was in love. Like, I just wonder how long that lasts like that. Like, and it's not, an, it's in an innocent way. Like, you know, memories pop into your head. Like, oh, I remember when I was, 16 and I did this with this person and it's just funny I didn't know if like years after marriage you think about things like that and well and invariably it'll happen but my very first boyfriend I ever had and it was you know middle school and maybe it was high school Mm -hmm. but it was it was like my the first boy that ever kissed me okay yep and he died oh wow that's got when I was in my first year of college weird he had a horrible car accident and at the time, he was dating one of my best friends, and she was pregnant with his child. That's my, so sad. And, and I lived three hours away. My mother came to pick me up for the weekend. She, thankfully, did not tell me that he had died until we got to my hometown. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't know how to process it. I was 18. Yeah. It, but I will always remember the first time I was kissed. Mm-hmm by him as sloppy as it was i'll talk about that now (laughs) but it 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 hits you when you know those shared milestone events and and you get to an age where oh well of course we were very young but he's gone yeah i could never run into him on the street yeah anywhere and if i ran into you know if i ran into my ex-husband i don't think i would probably recognize him it's Mm. been you know 30 years yeah 30, 35? I don't know how many years it's been, but it's a long time. Yeah. Don't look at me. I don't know. Okay. This is this is a follow-up question I came up with. How long did it take you um, for you to be happy for an ex that they moved on? Oh, I don't know that I could put a time frame to it. I guess it, it depends on the circumstances under which the relationship ended. Whether I, re- I ended it and I have ended 
my fair share and not so good like mother like daughter <laughs> i was just <laughs> say that <laughs> in not the best ways and and i will i will say that looking back and if i've learned anything it's to how to communicate mm-hmm. that and that has been my downfall in all my relationships up until the one i'm in with your dad um i now know how to communicate and it, some days it takes me a little longer to process my feelings and get back to that but uh going back to the question um i'm happy for anyone that i've been in a relationship with prior i don't see uh all any but one and he's had a fulfilling life he's never been a dad but he's had a tragically he lost his first wife to breast cancer and then uh he's in a very i've i've met his current wife she's a wonderful gal um very happy for him um it didn't take me it probably took me a couple of years actually to 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 realize that it wasn't meant to be we weren't meant to be together we had been engaged i broke it off um wish i had done that better obviously i think i already said that um <laughs> but i i when i see him now which is maybe once every couple of years at class reunions no at a mutual friend's house in florida i'm very um i'm convinced that it would never have worked mm-hmm. that it was the right decision to make at the time um and i will always be happy for you know the time we spent together it was great i have great memories of that era of my life and i'm happy for him cool Slay. um you kind of already touched on this did you ha- ever have second thoughts about getting married the fr- the first time i wished i had my second thoughts the first time because i never would have done it and i would have listened to my mom's advice and said you know he's probably not the right one yeah well yes mom <laughs> i <laughs> figured that out um, all on my own but i didn't have any second thoughts about uh marrying your dad my only concern was <laughs> i drove up to to my parents house um, I think the day after your daddy said he loved me and I went to my mother crying and I said, he said he loves me. <laughs> and she's like, why are you crying? I said, well, I have, I would have two stepchildren right away. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I able to do this? I, I think his kids are great. I, I love who they are mm-hmm. and how he's raising them. I was scared initially to tell him I loved him as well. Um, but let me tell you, that was the, the best move because uh, I love my stepson and my stepdaughter, just like Grace. Well, that she's crying. It's okay. <laughs> I knew the tears were going to flow this episode. No, that's really. I told her in the car that there's no crying allowed. <laughs> well, I think that's. Re- I think that's really important because, like when some like if you're older or even if you're like in our generation if grace and i could meet someone that has kids like at 24 Mm -hmm. like that has had a kid in the past you know when they were younger and that's a huge like role to take on as being a stepmom and like that's something else you have to consider in your relationship with someone when you're getting to know someone is like okay they have kids like is that something i'm ready for like am i ready to be a stepmom or like to be a part in this in these child children's life that's why it's important when you're dating someone if if they're not in the same season of life than you then don't wait don't waste your time yes agreed what is one thing you wish you could have done but never did oh i think i already touched on that i wish i could have communicated at 18 19 20 years old mm-hmm. i wish i could have enough uh, have enunciated what you girls have put out there on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have known myself and known that I could stand on my own two feet and didn't need a man. But mm-hmm. I went from college graduation in May to married in October to divorced four years later. Two two years in was separated and divorced four years later. Um, and still spent a good portion of my 20s learning how to stand on my own two feet even though i was you know employed and successful and a professional that 
I had nailed down. It was the personal, the how to talk to a man and how to set my boundaries and how to make sure that we had dreams that we could share to meet the right guy, to give the guy a chance that even though I didn't really like him when I first met, you know, that type of thing, mm-hmm. to, to go back and communicate. If I, if I had skills for communication like I have now, oh, Grace probably wouldn't be here. Wow, that's a bold statement. What about something more, um, less serious, more fun that you've always wanted to do, but haven't been able to yet? I I want to go to Italy with your dad. Slay, I want to go too. You can definitely make that happen Can I go? That is on our bucket list for by our 30th anniversary. So we're at year 26 into 27. So we have agreed, he and I have agreed that we are going to try to get in shape and you know start planning provide you know some details to michael so that michael can help us plan this big trip that's my brother fun and he's agreed to help you know help us figure that out but it's coming in the next few years that's so exciting jealous okay what's number 10 what does that say oh did having children stop you from accomplishing your goals Absolutely not. Having having kids was one of my goals. So oh, that's cute. I married when I married. I I got obviously Michael and Andrea, and um, when I had you, there was check that goal right off. And then any goals we had beyond I had beyond that, um, probably revolved around raising you. I I wanted a. Uh, to have a traditional family life and to have a home, to build a home with my husband, to raise kids, to be part of the community, to, you know, maintain the career and, and having kids never got in the way once that they, they were, they were always part of it. Mm-hmm. That, that was the goal. Slay. Love that. Love that. I think this next one was for you to ask, right? Oh Yeah. This was my question to my mom. Was there ever a time when you really didn't like me? <laughs> no. Really? Not even my brat stage. You will. I was going to say you will tell people and you have told people on this podcast that you hit a brat stage. And I've alluded to the fact that just about every kid has a brat stage. And it's eh, for girls. It can be this these days. Tween, preteen, teen ish, early teens, mm-hmm. typically. Some are later bloomers than others. Um, so, no, I have always loved you and I always will. Slay, does that mean I am the most beautiful thing ever? <laughs> you are the most beautiful thing ever. Just don't tell your brother and sister. <laughs> As they're going to listen to this. Suck it. <laughs> okay. Um, th- this is my question, actually. This is oh, one good. of my questions. How do you cope with your parents getting older? She might cry for this question. Oh, it gets it makes me emotional just thinking about my parents getting older. So yeah. So to give a little background, I did not have the honor of seeing my dad get old. Mm-hmm. I, I will say he died at seventy nine, which to me is not old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was gone, taken suddenly, and uh, God must have needed him. And he blessed him by a very quick exit. And it was mm-hmm. very difficult for us to adjust. Mm-hmm. That said, it was it it brought a new season for um, my adult life here when we were raising Grace. And her grandma moved down here mm-hmm. to help take care of her on and off the school bus and everything. And mm-hmm. it became a, a mutual beneficial beneficial relationship. My mother needed Grace, mm-hmm. and we needed care, and Grace needed my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that transitioned as she got even older, and she was here for many, many years before she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her health, and I'd step in to help with her health concerns and take her to doctors. And at the at the very end, she would always <clears throat> we'd go into to the exam room, and the doctor would come in, 
And this is my my mother, Sharon. She would introduce me as her mother <laughs> because I'd go with my little three ring book and mm-hmm. my notebook and I'd take notes yeah. and, and, you know, on how to, to care for her mm-hmm. and what each doctor was saying. And I still have that three ring binder or that, that spiral notebook mm-hmm. of all the notes and everything. It is difficult in doing. It is rewarding in the end even with signs of uh, she didn't have dementia but because her kidneys were failing mm-hmm. her mind would go because mm-hmm. your know, kidneys couldn't uh, clear the waste and so her, her brain would get confused right mm-hmm. even with that frustration and everything um, they say that the most intimate one of the most intimate moments you can have with a person outside of sexual intercourse is being there when they die. Truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crying. No, she's going to make <laughs> me cry because um, I experienced that with my grandma. And uh, it's something that your brain doesn't forget. It doesn't just block it out. Like I had a really hard time going in a hospital after my grandma passed away because I walk through the front doors of that hospital and I just remember it all. Um, but when people, and I remember when my grandma passed away, like I would tell them like, oh yeah, I was like in the room when she passed away. And like people would be like, oh my gosh, like, are you okay? like, you wanted to do that? Like you wanted to be in there when that happened? And I was like, yeah, like she was like one of the most important people in my life. Like, I think that's a beautiful moment of life and death. Like she was surrounded by people that loved her. And I was, I got to be one of those people and I will never forget that. Like that is a special moment. It's very morbid if some people want to call it that, but I don't think so. I think it's beautiful. It's probably how she would want it. It's how she'd want to go. Well, and I'm, I'm a very faith driven person. Mm -hmm. So for me to be there when her body is done, Mm -hmm. her spirit, you know, moved on Mm -hmm. and in the days leading up to my mother's death um i there were there were signs the -hmm. holy spirit was in the room there Mm -hmm. there were signs that she she knew where she was going she i if you can cut this if you if you don't want to have it in there but she had that little life alert Mm -hmm. button and it would tell if she fell or whatnot yeah she was probably mm, six days away from where she when she passed Mm -hmm. She pointed to this button. She goes, you're going to have to send this back. And I said, why? And she said, I'm going home soon. And I said to her, you you realize where you are, mom. You're in your own house. You're home. She goes, no, 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 no. I'm going home Mm -hmm. soon. And I said, how do you know? And she just looked at me. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said, Lord, the Lord told me, I know I'm going. So to be there, it's an honor. It's a privilege. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. Mm-mm, definitely not. Truly, it's not for everybody. Um, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, we're now going through my in-laws mm-hmm. becoming older, uh, as we speak, my father-in-law is in a rehab home and he's he's enjoying himself in the rehab <laughs> facility, which is silly. But Pop is, you know, he's coming out of his shell because mm-hmm. he's around all these people, you know, being wheeled down the hall, introducing himself left and right. He's kind of, you know, social hours. He's been going to go feed the birds with the guys. That's, That's what so we cute. got told that today. That is so cute. Yeah. So um, I think the hardest part of managing my in-laws at this point is the distance, which... Mm-hmm. By Friday, we'll be down there. Grace and I will be going to visit and mm-hmm. check in on that and see how he's doing feeding the birds and, and everything. But um, I'm a caretaker by nature. Mm-hmm. And and so for me, it's a privilege to help my husband with this. Mm-hmm. It's it's difficult, I think, for him to do um, because he doesn't he, – he feels guilty, I think, because he doesn't have the time. Mm-hmm. To, he can't travel and work remotely anywhere. So um, – it's that that balance, but it's a natural thing for me to step up and, and mm-hmm. want to do it. Mm-hmm. I good answers to all that. Yeah, I really like I like what you said about the intimate thing 
Like I just like it's just I never thought of it that way. Like stepping aside from like physically being intimate with someone. Like that's a whole special feeling in itself when when you love someone. But I never thought about like being there when someone passes away. Like it's it's probably that and giving birth. Those yeah, are the top three. Yeah, there, I, there's nothing. I when people ask me about it, I I can't describe the feeling of what I experienced during that time with my grandma. Like it's something that you have to experience yourself. And would I want to experience again? I don't know. Maybe like because it was very special, and I can say that I was literally there for her last few minutes on Earth until she went to heaven. But I don't know if I would say it's for everyone, like you said. But it's very very special. Right. And I think I'm going to circle back to my brother. Um, I've, I've lost, I have three brothers. Mm-hmm. I've lost one. And to be in the moment when they really need something and they can't communicate. I was there mm-hmm. when he had a stroke. He was a, a cancer patient mm-hmm. and he had a stroke at my mother's house. And to be there to try to render aid. To, to communicate with him, to tell him that everything's going to be okay, that, that help is on the way. Those moments when you're in, you're in that moment and, and somebody, something mm-hmm. takes possession of you mm-hmm. to, to be there for that person, whether it's their last breath or it's, they're close to it, mm-hmm. that, I don't know, it's, it's life changing. Mm-hmm. I, I would call it life changing for I me. I agree. Would you It's Jesus. <laughs> as a follow up question as a quick follow up question to that one the one I just asked, would you say that as your parents get older, it's easy to give back because of all that they've given you? Like it's without a doubt like easy to be there for your parents when they get old? Yes. Boots on the ground, is it easy all the time? No. But it's much it it's it's a no no questions asked. Yes. Okay. No questions asked, I would go to the end of the earth for my parents mm-hmm. and my in-laws because my husband's an only child, mm-hmm. too. Same, I would go to the ends of the earth for any of the kids, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it, that's, to me, go back to goals. And mm-hmm. did the kids interfere with the goal? Yeah. No, that is the goal. The goal is this family unit. You keep it together mm-hmm. and you take care of, of them to the end, no matter what. Yep. That sounds like the... Uh, a very dad thing to say. It's true. Okay, we'll end on a happy note. You can yes. read that last one. This would be my question. If you were my age, would we be friends? Like if you weren't, like let's say you weren't mother-daughter, is that what you're trying to ask? Like yeah. would you be friends, you think? Oh, sorry. I had to give you the mic. I forgot. <laughs> would I be friends with Meg or would I be friends Me, with- your daughter. <laughs> like in another lifetime. Like- yes, of course. I, I would hope so. I think we're, there's a lot of similarities. Mm. There's actually similarities between the two of you, but I, between you and I, we may not look like each other, but boy, we have a lot of similarities, how we view life, how we organize ourselves and our surroundings. We're em- empathetic. Our hobbies, like drinking wine, <laughs> playing games, doing puzzles, that kind of thing taking good hot girl walks oh yes. yeah 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 yes <laughs> I, I do think we would be friends i certainly hope so awesome yay okay guys anything else you'd like to say mom do you th- i think well i think you did a great job yes that was it was a great episode like like um or comment down below on our instagram post if we should do uh part two of this episode but with megan's mom how fun would that be oh melissa We'll see oh, if Melissa's, Melissa, you need to do this. We'll see if Melissa's good at, <laughs> as well as speaking as Sharon is, but I think it'd be fun to do I it. I gave with, her the questions ahead of time so she could think. That's smart. I okay. think my, my mom would have to do that too. Tell her no script. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll probably do, we'll do different questions. Yeah, we'll do different questions. Any other last minute words you'd like to say to the crowd? Keep listening to the podcast. Stay true to yourselves. Watch out for red flags. Yes. We'll do fine. Thanks. This yeah, was so that fun. was a good wholesome plug to keep listening to the podcast. Well, guys, this oh, is a wrap for. T- oh wait, follow us on Instagram yep. at Girls Like You Pod. Episodes out every Friday. Um, new episodes out every Friday. Sorry if you heard the dog barking in the background. We have no control over that. I don't know where that little 
<laughs> son of a nutcracker came out of neither of my neighbors have dogs so that's a little annoying um okay and yeah we'll see yeah. you in the next episode next episode will be we are putting How our to be foot down a better friend yes we promise you guys we've like delayed like the episode that we yeah. put up but it's fine because it's worth it for this episode in my opinion yes uh follow us on spotify and apple Podcasts. listen to us there too love y'all love you peace and love bye bye, bye.